Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. Morning, Mon. How are you this morning? Yeah, good as gold. How are you? I am amazing this morning. What are you thankful for? I am thankful to be alive. Really? Yeah, because I'm hanging out with me mate Jake. Ah, Jake. Yes, Jake is here today. Jake is here today. He's Maybe my we'll chauffeur for ma- the day. Uh, you have a chauffeur? Yeah, well, he's on his L plates, which is why I'm thankful to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, now no, it I'm all missing. starts to all I'm starts missing. to come. He's a, he's a good driver. He's a good driver. Yeah, he's Jake's, Jake's here and there. Jake's but good values. I stole my car every day, so I can't hold it against him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you stole your car. Every day, every day. It's the most stalliest uh, car I've ever driven in my life. What are you grateful for, Lyle? I am grateful that I know how to drive without stalling. <laughs> Last minute amendment to your gratitude list. <laughs> hey, if you want to share what you're grateful for, give us a call here. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Uh, tell us your gratitude stories and we can certainly share it with the world. Hey, Lyle, I was actually wondering if you could help me... Um, be grateful for something on Monday. I can help you be grateful. Yeah, because I'm not grateful for oh, it Oh, you're not yet. grateful for it yet because I haven't done it yet. Correct. And so I need to like... Right. I, I need, see how this works. I'm preemptively getting to the <laughs> Okay, I think we need to move to the song break so we can no, no, discuss no, no, this no. off. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you knew what kind of glue I could use for sandstone. No, sorry, soapstone. Soapstone. Because I purchased a blue polka dot rhino soapstone figurine in Kenya and the other day I actually knocked it off my bedside table and his horn fell off and I feel like I'm one of those rhino poachers. <laughs> I, I want to glue it back on. So I was wondering if you could help me be grateful on Monday for glue. Araldite. Araldite? Okay, cool. Araldite right. is my solution for all things to do. Behold with. on Monday. Yes. I'm telling you prophetically now that I shall be grateful for glue because my rhino will be back into one piece. Anyway, we have a great show coming up for you today. Stay tuned. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And it's a beautiful day. And just in case you have nothing else to do tonight, come along. To Prophetic Code. To Prophetic Code. We are broadcasting special event from the location of Prophetic Code. It's a wonderful seminar series. I'm actually going to speak tonight about the oldest code on planet Earth. Dude, you, you everyone get ready to come. We're going to give you more it's, details it's, about that. It's the that. oldest code and also one of the most detailed codes. More details coming right. <laughs>
Welcome back, guys. You listen to Faith FM, and it's time for the quiz of the day. What have you got for us there, Mon? It's not the quiz of the day. Lyle. It is the quiz it's of the day. It's the question of the day and the breakfast Bible quiz. Oh, whatever. Yeah, get the title straight. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah, title, yeah, yeah. A special title. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, okay, breakfast listen up, quiz. Everyone. It is our breakfast Bible quiz. It is a who am I quiz. Time to test your Bible knowledge and see if you can pit yourself against the king of all quiz, Lyle Brennan Southwell himself. The king. There you go. I've never been called the king before. Dude, the reason I laugh so much when you don't get it is because you pretty much get it all the time anyway. I have to, yeah, I have no, to, no, I have no, to I savor the moments when you don't know the answer because you almost always know the answer right off the bat. Okay, okay. All right. See if you can who can take it. down Lyle today? I mean, who can enter the quiz today? Who am I? This is a Bible character. My estate went to the queen when Xerxes put me to death. My estate went to the queen when Xerxes put me to death. If you think you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. You can text your guesses 0491-064-669. Lyle has already written down the right answer. This is what I mean. Right off the bat, this is what I mean. Uh, you can win a prize today. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call. <coughs> Just one prize available today. Just one prize. Hey, I've got to make the most of it while we've still got the breakfast show going. That's right. That's right. You've got to rub it in everyone's face as much as you can. While you're still <laughs> and in case you are wondering, um, <laughs> we do, do need to mention that our breakfast show is coming to an end uh, very, very soon. Our last broadcast here will be on the 11th of October, which is really super sad for us. Been going since 2016, but uh, currently we uh, are in a situation where our breakfast show is unviable. We are looking at options uh, to continue, but we will be taking a, uh, an indefinite break as of the 11th of October. And so what we would really like to do is to hear from you guys. Um, any uh, words of, of encouragement, any text messages, email, uh, Facebook message, or give us a call on 1-800-324-843. And, uh, yeah, just send in your thoughts on keeping the breakfast show going. And, you know, who knows? We can pass those on to the powers that be and maybe maybe something will happen. Are we, sure we, we are looking at options for something to replace it with. We're going to be playing favourites for a while. Um, sorry for bottom Highlight reel. Highlight reel. And uh, there is the possibility of another live show coming at some particular point in the future, but we don't have any details on that at this point. And we should give the details we just promised about tonight. Yes, mm. tonight. You so, need to be here absolutely. where we are. Absolutely. So you can actually so see the breakfast team. If you're in live. Western Australia, jump on a plane. You might, <laughs> you might make it in time. Yeah, get on that plane now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it'll be like a four-hour flight. Isn't it four, six hours? Come on. They'll make it in good time. They'll make it good time. Depends which way the wind's blowing. <laughs> Hopefully it not. usually blows this direction, so be all right. Okay, so it's at Raymond Terrace Missions. Uh, it's on William Street in Raymond Terrace. Just just chuck in uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church Raymond Terrace in your Google Maps and it'll pop up. Uh, it starts at 6.30. It is a completely free. Uh, Lyle will be speaking, Lawson will be speaking, and best of all, there'll be snacks. Um, <laughs> that's not the best part, but it is a good part. Uh, 
And you, what was the topic you said you'd be preaching on tonight? Uh, the oldest code. So prophetic code is the series. The oldest code in existence, a very complex code, um, but one that has existed for literally thousands of years. Oh, and that's one okay. we're going to be talking about tonight. Very exciting stuff. Uh, do come along. 6.30, Raymond Terrace Missions. Uh, definitely be here. It's a simple program. code. It has four parts to it, but it's incredibly complex. It's just amazing. Very much blow your mind. To this. Yes. And that's tonight. And then tomorrow night, there's also another another session. Absolutely. So Friday night and Saturday night. And if you are in Western Australia and you can't jump on a plane right now. The good news is. You can uh, catch it by in. podcast. Oh, is it being broadcast live from here? It's being broadcast live from here across New South Wales this week. Yes, this week. Yeah. So next week, you'll be able to hear it live in Western Australia. But this week, you'll be able to hear it uh, on the podcast. Okay. And, it's, and this is actually why we're doing special event broadcasting from the Raymond Terrace location uh, for our last few weeks of radio because we're doing the evening program here as well. So we're actually not in our usual studio. We are at a makeshift studio just to really help promote this special event along. So, yeah, do come along. You can actually see the radio studio equipment and you can see um, the breakfast show team. Come along and get some amazing uh, experiences. Lyle, I have two really sweet stories. I'm going to try and squeeze them both in the last five minutes here. Um, this is coming from uh, a story about – two stories about gangs, actually, which is unusual because gangs – Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking gangs and good stories. How does this yeah, work? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and this first one in particular is about bikey gangs, um, which, you know, I, I feel like, you know, since the 80s, 90s, the bikey gangs, they're getting a bit cleaned up to some extent. Still got some rough mm-hmm. ones. But this is a really beautiful story. So last year in September, uh, several members of the Milwaukee Irons um, Motorcycle Club were involved in a, in a, in a car accident. In, um, in Indiana, Chile, Indiana, so not too far from where your, where your wife's from. And um, uh, Darren Sturridge, who happens to be a nurse, was driving down the road with her daughter when they came upon the scene of the collision. And, uh, and she immediately <laughs> pulled over and began to you know, jump into action and assisted, assisted the bikers in any way that she could um, and just you know, helped out all these bikers who were basically just lying all over the ground. And her little daughter you know, tried to give assistance as well, even though she's only eight years old. And, um, and the bikers, you know, were very appreciative of this nurse's help and they actually stayed in touch with her on Facebook. Fast forward a year later, they see on Facebook that her little eight-year-old daughter is trying to raise some summer funds and has a lemonade stand outside her house. And guess what they did? The whole bikey gang jumps on their bikes Goes around to the lemonade stand and like buys out all the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like having a lemonade stand at the front of your so house. You're an eight year old girl yeah. and, 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 and a roar and a, starts a in the roar background. Of, of, of Harleys <laughs> and all these Harleys turn up out the front and guys in uh, with long beards and leather. Yep. And you can see, like, I've got some pictures of here, all these bikies line up around the block and all their motorcycles line up in the background and they're all there to get lemonade from this little girl. And, uh, and Mrs. Stur- um, Oh, sorry, Mrs. Sturgeon. Mrs. Sturge said this beautiful, this beautiful quote that I just wanted to read out. She said, my big takeaway is that I really want people to step back and understand that we can look differently, talk differently, dress differently, have different tastes. But just because we are different doesn't mean that we don't share the same core values. It's about respect, love, kindness, and the desire to serve others. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that the truth? That's fantastic. Isn't that the truth? Yep. So this, um, they did a little video of it and they put it online and it was and within a couple of hours it was shared half a million times. Um, it's a beautiful story there. One more story about gangs, and I think you'll really like this one, Lyle. Um, I love people who are trying to make changes 
to better the world, especially if they've come from that dark place. So this is uh, this is coming out of a gang. So former gang leaders are actually um, embracing peace in prisons and they're trying to make peace in the prison so that when they come out of prison, the peace continues. And this is huge because uh, gang violence within prisons is often worse than gang oh, violence yeah, on the streets. Um, so you do the Crips... Crips and Bloods, yep. so two of the lo- almost longest-running, largest gangs that are in existence are still still uh, active today uh, in the States. Um, and the gang leaders from the Crips and the Bloods, um, they were determined to put a stop to violence in their community. And, uh, and one of the guys, Atong Lucky, that's his name, he used to be the leader of the Bloods in Dallas, Texas. And uh, he's now one of the founders of a different kind of a gang. It's called Original Gangsters United, the OGU. And this is actually an initiative that recruits former gang members to be mentors and ambassadors for other young people trapped in the cycle of street violence. Because this is often the issue with gangs. It's a trap. Like young kids get involved because they don't have like a community. They don't have a network of people. It provides them with an instant, you know, array of people they can introduce into their life. Um, but then it gets tr- they get stuck in it. They get stuck in it. It's a trap. They get in this cycle. They find it hard to get out. If they get out, they're often, you know, um, vi- treated violently and and uh, and don't survive. But this guy Aton Lucky, he was inspired to form the organization after he was released from prison himself. Um, you know, he had you know uh, he was in for street violence and all kind of things. And then he actually began working with uh, opposing gang leaders to form peace, and it actually worked. And so he he approached. The prison, the prison that he had been in and said, hey, I was an inmate here and I, I have an idea of something that could help both um, members when they come out and members while they're still in. And if we can do this, we can even affect members who are not yet members. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so OGU participants, uh, so this gang to counteract gangs, uh, has, have been incarcerated in the past. Uh, sorry, sorry. So they did some research and they discovered that participants who have been incarcerated in the past are dramatically less likely to reoffend within their first year of release. And uh, they've learned to become positive role models in their community and they become mentors for the program so they can pass on the experiences to the next generation of youth. Often giving these men a challenge to, to be a role model and to be better is what makes them better, actually better. Wonderful stories. Give us a call if you'd like to share one. Lonely 
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Faith FM, and we're about to have another clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Mon? Mm, I've been busted trying to sneak one more mouthful of cereal. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Who am I? I looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout Xerxes' kingdom. I looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout Xerxes' kingdom. Give us a call if you think you know who that is. 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. Or text us on 0491-064-669 if you know the answer. Uh, okay, so, um, or you can use those fun numbers, of course, if you'd like to, uh, yeah, just um, send us a note of support for the Breakfast Show program that we have right here. Anyway, <coughs> news from around the world. What is happening in our world right now? Of course, there's been a couple of earthquakes that have hit overnight, one in Istanbul, really? one in Indonesia. So Istanbul hit uh, 5.2. No fatalities there, praise God. Amen. Uh, Indonesia hit 6.5. That was in Ambon or near Ambon and about 20 fatalities there. Oh, no. Yeah, so that one uh, hit a little bit harder. Um, <clears throat> and once again, these are all uh, signs of the times. We've talked about earthquakes before and the dramatic rise in the incidence of earthquakes that mm-hmm. there has been, you know, over the last 100, 150 years, uh, etc. Okay, the other, uh, well, another big story that um, has just sort of hit a few days ago is it seems that the ACT, mm. Australian Capital Territory, the Chief Minister, so the equivalent of the Prime Minister down there, Prime Minister over um, a few acres, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Barr has been on the weed. What? Because he's gone nuts. Oh, has he? Yes. The ACT has uh, just legalised the use of uh, cannabis, so up to 50 this? grams um, and two plants. Did you see the Did you see the research that came out yesterday no, about this? Now I'm not I'm not accusing um, him of actually smoking weed, uh-huh. although um, uh, Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack definitely accused him of that. I have no idea because I don't know the person, but I am just sort of stopping and thinking. You know, what kind of a person legalizes something like that? You know, we've got 150 years of research showing that the best way to deal with drugs is prohibition. It is the most effective way, and this is why governments around the world, there are so few governments that go down an alternative path to prohibition because prohibition has been proven over and over and over as the most effective way out there. You know, this is based on research. Mm -hmm. This is not based on, you know, feeling this way or feeling that way or I think this might work or think that might work or whatever. It's research-based. Yeah, I I don't know if you heard it, uh, Lyle, yesterday, um, uh, a a new study was presented and they show that one in four um, mental health cases is due to marijuana use. It's unbelievable. You have got to be joking. No, 100%. That's a massive Because people, think, that it's, well, the th- this is, yeah. people think it's harmless. People think it's not doing them any damage. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that if you, if you go to any sort of um, you know mental institution right now, a quarter of the people in there is because they were using marijuana. And okay. more and more studies is a really simple way. There's a really, really simple way. vaping. How we're talking about vaping, how everyone thought vaping was fine and it's great. And now we're like, oh, actually, do you know what? Quick, it's a really bad terrible idea. Really bad for your body. And it's the same with marijuana. Like sticking anything in your system. It's not food. This is not food. Yeah, it's not. You're not gaining any nutrients from this. It's mind boggling how people want to make it sound like, oh, it's fine, but it's fine. It's super not fine. Anyway. Yeah. You think about this, Mon, there's a very, if you are wondering whether cannabis is dangerous or not, there's a very simple formula. Think about all of your friends who have used mm-hmm. or do use cannabis, mm-hmm. okay? How many of them don't have side effects? Like as in um, depression, um, uh, um, paranoia, you know, all of these kinds of uh, Look, things. That, if you're that, asking me this question personally, I have a really horrific answer for you. Everyone that I've ever known that's used marijuana has absolutely long-lasting side effects and the worst case of them is that one of them's dead because of it. Yeah, I don't have a friend that's dead because of marijuana, but I've got quite a few that ended up in the psych ward because of it. Yeah, well, the the, the one that I you know, <coughs> and nobody nobody has ever had any detrimental effects from not using marijuana. A hundred percent, you know, hundred percent. There's no no bad side effects. <laughs> there is no bad side effects from uh-huh. not using it, and so they're going to legalize it down there. So yeah, Deputy uh, Prime Minister uh, Michael McCormick. Um, said that the lawmakers in ACT must be smoking um, too much hooch and described it as absolute madness. You know, these are the guys that got their finger on the pulse of the country. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they see that they see the issues. And uh, Peter Dutton just came out and said this was a really dangerous idea. The Attorney General uh, Christian Porter um, called it a really dumb idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, if you're waking up in Canberra right now. Canberra, the ACT may have legalised it, but there are still um, Commonwealth laws that apply. Okay, good. And he will still come after you under those Commonwealth laws. Mm-hmm. So don't be just thinking, hey, yeah, oh, it's all good now. We can go and smoke marijuana and it's going to be legal. No, that's a terrible idea. It's just yeah. anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, it riles me up so much, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be calm. Gonna be calm. Go on. <laughs> All right. So on a slightly more positive note, uh, Tasmanian Devils. Do you like Tasmanian Devils? I love them. Okay, Devils are the coolest thing. Uh, Tasmanian Devils, that is, not the other kind of Devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's be clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> just clarifying that. Just let's not take a little sound bite out of this and start rumours about what Lyle was saying <laughs> on Faith FM Radio. Um, may have... Directed us in the uh, in the direction of finding a cancer cure. What? Yes. You know, don't they just sleep all day and then get cranky when they're awake? Oh, they're always cranky. So, how they're always cranky when they're awake. They they run around in the middle of the night, always cranky. No, they're not always cranky. They're actually kind of cool. But um, whenever they come in contact with human beings, they tend to get a bit cranky and. And uh, you know, make all a kinds bit of stroppy. But so, yeah. how, how are they related to cancer? Okay, so they've nearly gone extinct in Tasmania because of the Tasmanian Devil facial tumor disease that has just sort of appeared and oh. then almost wiped out the entire entire population. No idea. Which has led researchers to research ways of finding a cure for this um, facial tumor mm. that's destroying all the devils down there in Tasmania, which has led them to find a possible cure for some forms of cancer. I'm, I'm dying to know. Okay, what so what they've found is that some cancer cells will appear and then vanish. They become invisible. So like 
They're like stealth okay. mode? They go into stealth mode. Basically what they do is that these are cells that know how to, how to camouflage themselves from the immune system. So the immune system is running around your body and it will destroy any dodgy cells in your body. Right. These cells come along and they uh, interact with a certain protein running around in your body to make themselves look to the immune system like a normal cell when they're, they're not. wolf in sheep's clothing. They're a wolf in sheep's clo- clothing. So what happens is that there's a particular marker within the cell that they're able to switch off. Mm-hmm. And when that switches off, it's like they've got this little flashing light that says, I'm a cancer cell, I'm a cancer cell, and the immune system comes running around and eats it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? They have the, the the cancer cell has a way of interacting with a protein in your body to switch that little light off. Okay, that's scarily clever. Scarily clever, mm-hmm. indeed. Okay, what scientists are now looking at is ways of switching the light back on. Okay. So if we can switch that back on, then the immune system will just rise up and destroy it. I just had this mental image of someone. It's switching on the light in a dark room and suddenly all the cockroaches quickly go scurrying, you know. Oh, we've been exposed. Quick, run for cover. <laughs> and that's kind of uh, kind of what's wow. happening here. Okay, cool. And is that, is that what they successfully managed to do with the tumor, the facial tumours on the Tasmanian devil? Well, very, very early stages yet. Okay, okay. But they figured out why the tumours are not being attacked by the immune system. Right. It's because the marker is being switched off. Okay, okay. Now all they've got to do is switch it's that marker on. back on mm-hmm. and we're good to go. Problem okay. solved. Praise the Lord. Bunch of other tumors uh, that um, operate in humans the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can come up with a way of switching that marker back on for humans, we can do it for devils and vice versa. Tasmanian Tasmanian devils. devils. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Yep. Little, little cute ones. <laughs> we do want to save them. That have jaws that are, what, eight times more powerful than a pit bull terrier? Something like that. Oh, I didn't know Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, why don't they tell you to keep your fingers out of the Tassie devil enclosure at the Absolutely, because they'll just munch them up. Oh, like, oh, his bones. <laughs> Eat it like a cho- chocolate bar. Okay, very quickly, one last story. Uh, Trump has been at the United Nations where he has promised to spend $25 million promoting religious liberty. Really? Yes. While reducing the refugee intake uh, to 30,000 per year for the United States, which is a record low, um, and refusing to take uh, refugees, Christian refugees, from Iran, Syria, Pakistan, um, Burma, Sudan, and Iraq. So what exactly is he spending the 25 mil on? Um, Yeah, I'm not really sure. But anyway, this is a typical Trump thing. Yeah. Having said that... um, you know, we do have uh, situations in Australia even where you get a lot of people who come across and they want to be refugees. But they're not really refugees and they just convert so that they can attract the death sentence where they are and uh, and get to stay here in Australia. Where are you now when darkness seems to end? Where are you now when the world is crumbling Oh, I, I, I hear you say I hear you say Look up, child Hey, look up, child Hey
Welcome back, guys. That was Lauren Daigle with Look Up Child here on Faith FM. We are about to have another clue for our quiz. Then we have our interview of the day, and we will be, uh, yeah, heading on with through with the show. So nobody's got this quiz yet. What's wrong with you guys? Come on. Actually, Lyle, hate what? to burst your bubble. Oh, come on. But Tom Kent has answered the quiz. Good on you, Tom Kent of Caves Beach. Cave Beach. <coughs> New South Wales. Okay, so New South Wales. Good on you, Tom. Uh, Congratulations. You are the quiz winner. The answer was Heyman. Heyman the Agagite. Heyman indeed, and uh, Tommy won a prize. Do you know why he's called the Agagite? I like that name. No, but Agagite's a pretty funny name. It's kind of weird. I it like. Is. I just like saying it. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not a very good name because he was related to Agag. Oh, is that the chubby king who got like had like rolls? Uh, no, that's not the chubby king. That was. It will come to me in a moment. The one that Ehud killed. Um, oh, I was thinking about Ehud. Ehud Ahag. Yes, Agag was the Ehud. one that Samuel killed. He was oh. an Amalekite. Samuel Saul, Saul was supposed to kill him, and Saul didn't. So Ag, Ag, Samuel killed Agag. I didn't know Samuel killed anyone. He was a he, Agag was so evil, like okay. beyond time, evil. Time for him to go. You have no idea. When when archaeologists, um, you know, excavated Amalekite sites, it was a French team that first really started to investigate Amalekites, mm-hmm. and you know, French are not prudish. No, not at all. Nope. They refused to publish what they found. It was really? so horrific. Oh, whoa. It was the, the religious practices that they were involved in were just so horrific. Oh, mercy. Yeah, and I've seen some pretty bad stuff, you know, in some of these museums in the Middle East and that kind of thing. I hate to think what it was. You know, I've, I've seen stuff that, you know, you just want to wash your eyes with bleach after having mm. seen it. And, mm. you know, it's just... Once it's seen, it can't be unseen. It's yeah. like, why did I? Why did I walk into there to see that? I yeah. did not need mm-hmm. to see that, and uh, and this stuff was worse. You know, and sometimes we wonder why when we read the Bible that the Lord, um, you know, uh, wiped out people, persons, and we have to realize it's often for the mercy of the rest of the planet Absolutely. that they were removed. You know, if. If this and for the mercy of them too, because these right. are these are these are whole nations that can never ever experience happiness, joy, love, peace, or anything like that, because they have just gone so far. The abuse levels are just so endemic and um, enforced by law. Right. And people, people sometimes question, like you know, question like the Old Testament and, and these happenings. But it's like, do you know what? If you put this in a modern day context, wouldn't you too wish that like people like Hitler? had been wiped out a little earlier, so they hadn't done all those atrocities. I, I wish Hitler never existed. Anyway, we're way off track. We are. How but did we get sidetracked by it like that? Have we got another clue? Yeah, another yeah we're going to start a new one. We're going to start a new one. It's going to be a what number am I quiz. Oh, I hate these ones. Gears. What? Why? <laughs> what number am I? New breakfast Bible quiz. Starting with a new one. The first clue is this. It's the number of times Jehoash, on Elisha's command, struck the ground with arrows. It's the number of times Jehoash, yep, on Elisha's command, struck the ground with arrows. Lyle has it correct. Feeling all smarty party tonight, he is. Uh, but yeah, it's time to move on with our show. Did you want to make another announcement today, Lyle? Yeah, I just did, did need to mention uh, very quickly, uh, because I need to do this at various times during the show, that um, we are about to come up to, uh, we'll soon be coming into our final week of the breakfast show. Okay. Been going since 2016. Um, and they're yeah, coming to an end. Oh, well, an indefinite break anyway. It's, mm-hmm. It is closing on the 11th of October. 
Um, we really need you guys to, um, you know, call or text through with your messages messages of encouragement at this time. Uh, we will pass those on. But currently, uh, the breakfast show is not viable. Looking for options to continue. Um, we do not have a future at this point and would love to hear from you guys. And that brings us to our interview of the day. It brings us to our interview of the day. And Someone who's very brave, I just want to say. Oh, I thought you were the brave one. Well, both of us are very brave. He's very brave because... <laughs> so your thankful story is, is, is sitting right here in the chair today. Yeah, look, so it's Jake. Hey, Jake. Jake Dennis. Hey. Thank you for um, agreeing to be on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so l- last night, right? Yes. Um, no, yesterday, actually, Jake was like, hey, Mon, can you, can, you, um, can you be like my fully licensed driver next to me while I practice my L driving? Okay, so where, where did you come across? To, how, how do you know Jake? I'll, I'll get there in a second. All right, all right. All right. But yeah, and, um, and, and I agreed to that. So last night we went for a bit of a spin. And then I said, hey, if you like, you can drive me around all day tomorrow. It just means you have to get up. At the crack of stupid o'clock in the morning to drive me to radio. They need to drive me to my chiropractor. They need to drive me to the stitches and craft show and talk to me about yarn and crochet all day. <laughs> um, and you can you can do all your logbook hours, but you do have to drive me around. And so he agreed, and that has been great so far. Um, and this is why I'm grateful. That was my grateful story to be alive because I have been driven around for the past twelve hours. Okay, so I think Jake is. Driver. I think Jake but is actually thing, braver than you are. No, no, no. The, well, he is now because he was coming here just to watch the show. We walked in the door, and Lyle's like, "Hey, Jake, can we interview you?" <laughs> <laughs> what? This, this is what we do here at Faith FM. Somebody yeah. walks through the door, we, we shove a microphone in front of them and away we go. Everyone is live prey here. Like you're fair game. If you come within like viewing distance of our studio, it is likely to end up with a microphone down your throat. <laughs> okay, Jake, whereabouts are you from? Uh, Western. Western. So that yeah. is, that's somewhere near where you're from, is it not? Is that yes, not right? that's how we know each other. We're like mm. in the same hood. We hang out with the same peeps and like, yeah, he's mates with my housemates. So we all hang out together and we, yeah. So you're part of the uh, the Curry House squad. Part of the scene. Yeah. Okay. Part of the scene. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, Jake, um, you always lived in Western? Is that where you grew up? Or um, I was born in Gosford. In Gosford, lived in Western for about fourteen years, and Benabo for three years. Okay. Total. Cool. Yeah, and so, so pretty uh, much, pretty much, I think we can count you as a local. Yeah. A local for. Um, a local for Mon, and it's, well, I'm kind of that that way too. You know, I'm just sort yeah, of we're all sort far. of in there. Allendale, Western, Curry, we all sort of in the same area. Yeah, my squad's just slightly different from Jake's squad. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. We bump into each other fairly uh-huh. regularly. Uh huh. So, uh, Jake, maybe you can share with uh, Lyle and the listeners how it is you actually came to be part of our squad because wasn't it one like one st- door knock? Yeah, one special little door knock. Sh- share that story. Um. So I grew up. In the Christian family, but I drifted away from it, and I got into like a lot of bad stuff. So, from fifteen to eighteen was really rough, and it was just um, drugs and alcohol and anything I could get my hands on. And then I came to a really rough point, and ended up going back to my mum's. And then one day the door knocked. I ignored it, and they knocked again. And I looked at the window, and I see this girl walking down. So I just I just like went back, and a week later she came back, and uh, okay, wait, and, wait, wait. Um, so so she knocked twice, mm. and you went and opened the door. No, I no, just looked at the window. Left it. Oh, you didn't open Watched the door. Watched her walk away. No. Like I looked at the manhole. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the eye, and uh-huh. I seen her there. I was just like, I looked down, just holding like a Bible, and then the notes. I was like, Psh. 
I don't want that. And yep. then she started walking down. And I was like, I should have answered it. And then she came back like a few days later on a Monday. So yeah, she came on Friday and come back Monday. Were your parents at home? No. Okay. So your parents are not home. You're, you're, you're there by yourself. You're yeah. hanging out. What are you doing um, with yourself at, at this point? Depressed. Okay. Um, yeah. Just came back from Bonabo after losing people and stuff. And yeah. Mm, that's hard. That's tough. Yeah. Okay. So this girl comes back again and... Uh, I just answered it. Yep. And um, yeah. And then start doing Bible studies. I was getting all right. And then I got introduced to Shannon from Bundaberg. It was pretty cool. Then he said, hey, why don't you come to uh, a youth night? Shannon is like yeah. the coolest guy on the planet. Yeah, we know yeah. Shannon. <laughs> Shannon. Shannon was part of the squad here for a while. He, he kept making me laugh. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I went there, just playing handball with everyone. Didn't really talk to anyone. And then they invited me to a, to a camp. It was pretty cool. And um, had fun. I was just, I was really quiet and I ignored everyone there. But then time and time went on. Ended up meeting Braden and Interman. And he helped me Who is the pastor at... Curry Curry. Curry Curry Church, where Mon lives and where mm. you worship. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Thanks for cool. just giving everyone my address there. Yeah. Love that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, carry and, on. Um, yeah, and then after meeting Brayden, I met Elise, and she's been great too. She's actually been teaching me um, Bible verses and memorizing them, and I need to do more because um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, good praise the And um, so, yeah, being, um, then uh, Brayden took me in not long ago, and just being around him all the time, I've been reading a lot more of the Bible and coming closer to God. But it all started from Vera knocking on the door um, and being persistent with the Bible studies and in, including me with um, groups and stuff. Um, and then I went on to meet Jade Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it, Jade Kingsley? No, it's Jade Kingsley Cherry. Yeah, yeah, Jade yeah, Kingsley yeah. Cherry. That's his face. I just, I just know him as Jade. It's just <laughs> yeah. Jade. He's got WhatsApp and WeChat. You want to add him? Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, oh We're no. giving out all the personal details here this morning. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, he's helped me a lot. He's always been there. Like I've caught him. He's answered. He's come to hang out. But then also, um, there's another rough point after big camp. Uh, for about a couple of weeks, I just ignored everyone. Brayden was calling me to hang out. Um, um, Vera was um, and Jade was and I kept cancelling and then I just felt and I wasn't reading the Bible it was a really rough point so then when I've been reading the Bible you feel better each day mm-hmm. and um, yeah I've come closer to God and hopefully get baptised next month praise God so it's been about um, over a year progress yep um, in the works but it's been great that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, jumps out to me there, and I'll just say this, is you mentioned you had a bit of a rough patch after big camp. Mm. That's actually not unusual. Yeah. Uh, what you'll find is that, and you can find similar stories in the Bible, um, big camp can be a spiritual high, mm. and after a big high there can be a corresponding low. And you'll find the same experience, say, for instance, with Elijah. So Elijah goes to the top of Mount Carmel. He's by himself. Um, he's the only follower of God there. The whole of Israel turns up and they are all followers of Baal and they build two altars and Elijah says, okay, the God who answers by fire, he's the real God. And the followers of Baal, they, they worship their altar all day long. They dance around it. They mutilate themselves, you know, etc. And, and, and there's no fire. At the end of the day, he walks up to his altar, gets down on his knees, quietly prays after dousing the, ul- the altar, by, like drenching the altar with water. And fire comes down from God out of heaven, burns the sacrifice, burns the wood, burns the stones. Uh, the Bible says it licks up the water that's in the trench. 
And uh, and so there's a great victory there. All the people like, yeah, okay, we're going to worship God, and they proclaim it very loud. And so it was an incredibly high spiritual experience for Elijah. That's just a, a part of the story. The next day he gets a message from Queen Jezebel that she's going to take his life, and he bolts out into the desert and hides in a cave for like 40 days. Um, and so it's not an unusual experience. It's something that... Um, as Christians, and if you're a listener this morning, you're a Christian, you need to be aware of at times when you have a great spiritual high, watch out because the devil likes to catch you and cut your feet out from underneath you uh, while you're not watching um, off the end of that spiritual high. But, you know, praise God, we work our way through these things. Yeah. I um I just wanted to I just wanted to share something. I, I think it's because uh, you're only like how old are you? Like nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. It's it's this Jake's story because he's sharing a little bit with me you know, as we drive and so forth. And um I I'm really loving hearing how God has changed such a young life and is continuing to change such a long life. Young life. I think it was um last night you were telling me about you know it's just some of the stuff that you used to get up to um uh, with the donuts. Do yeah. you want to tell us about the donuts? Um, in high school, I would take $10 to school. And it was only when I reached year 11. Um, this is to do with marijuana, what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I would go to Coles, get five packets of donuts for $2 each, and, and then you get like 30 donuts. Um, and then I'd go to school and sell each donut for a dollar. Then I'd go back and get $3 worth of donuts and go back and start to order the year sevens and eights. And then from that, I would take $10 out for tomorrow and take the rest to go get weed. And then um, that last me the night in the morning. I go back the next day and do it all over again. Mm. Um, and then for the weekends, I would just have, um, I would just do more on the Thursday and Friday. Just bulk up a lot. And then you look at that lifestyle and you look at, you know, where God has brought him now. And he's like hanging out with a bunch of Bible workers. He's memorizing Bible verses. You know, we're learning some vegan cooking yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we learned how to make uh, pumpkin, what was it, pumpkin pie? Yeah, we made pumpkin pie. Yeah, Jake has got mad pastry skills, by and, the way. Okay, so you've had two different life experiences here. You've had an experience um, locked inside your house smoking weed, and you've had an experience of following Jesus Christ. Mm. What's the contrast between the two? Well, when you're out with friends and you go to a party or you get to a club or you get to do something and you're just drinking and smoking or doing pills... It's fun for the time being, but then after it, it's just crap. Um, but then when you're around good people, um, you just always feel good. Even when they're all gone, you still feel good. Yep. So you've had the opportunity to experience both sides and you've chosen to follow Jesus, and that's just a fantastic choice. Praise mm-hmm. God. Um, totally admire you for that. And, uh, and you know, depression is one of those things that people struggle with, and you're going to struggle a heck of a lot harder with it on drugs than without drugs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Going on good. from the ACT Act to legalize it, that's so bad. Like, yeah. they just want money. That's yeah, the absolutely. key point. Yeah. That's why America did it, because they were in hardship. But um, it's very bad. Yeah. Good. Well, there you go. You, you have heard it from uh, somebody who is, uh, yeah, right there. On the other side of addiction. On the other side of that uh, equation. Anyway, we need to move on with our show. That time went fast. Um, and we have coming up, uh, was it Matt... You need to put your glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you even try? <laughs> I can't, it's a too much of an angle. I can't see it either. We have this screen, but it's kind of all in the distance. Anyway, we've got a song coming up. Uh, you're listening song. to It's a great song. <laughs> Shell picked it, so it can't be bad. <laughs> you are my joy. 
breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. 
If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. Jesus, no turning back. 